It's the odd, odd, odd to Newfoundland. Ghostly greetings from your host, Jonathan. 31 days of Halloween. <laughs> Sugar, oh, honey, honey, you are my candy girl. You know, it's interesting. Candy has been just a part of Halloween forever, right? And ghosts have been a part of Halloween forever. Well, what if I told you there's actually a ghost that's haunting a candy shop? How much more Halloween can you get? When the new Albany Sugar Shop opened in Pearl Street, the owner didn't realize she'd be working alongside a baker from 1820. This candy shop was located in New Albany in Indiana. And the business owner started working her dream job in 2020 when she opened the candy shop. She hired her daughter to help out around the New Albany Sugar Shop, but didn't realize a third set of helping hands came with the building. 200-year-old ghost named Frederick Nolt is connecting businesses owner Stevie Carper with her community in a way she never expected. Inside her pink door on Pearl Street in New Albany on the riverfront, before she opens for business, Carper works quickly and efficiently, but never alone. Oh yeah, it's my can't-sneak-up-on-me mirror, Carper said as she worked in the kitchen. With one of those bubble mirrors you see look around the corner, so you're sitting here and feel like someone's watching. I can at least look in the mirror and know there's not someone standing behind me. Rather than take the ghostly feelings as a cause for concern, Carper started trying to learn more about who could be calling her business home. I've got one of those phones in the back, a Halloween phone with a sensor, she said when describing the ways her ghostly friend communicates with her. It doesn't work, but it randomly rings. I'll say, bye, Frederick, and the phone will go ring, ring. <laughs> Nolte became the town baker in New Albany after arriving in the States from Germany in 1817. When he mysteriously went missing in 1820, people noticed immediately. Police were quickly alerted, and the tips came in about the night Nolte has last alive when he was drinking with his pal John Dowman. About ten days later, some men were out fishing in the Ohio and they found Frederick's body. Carper explained of her ghostly friend's untimely death. They knew this was a murder because his throat had been slit and his head had been cracked open. John Damon went on to the run and crossed the border into Canada to try and evade law enforcement. He laid low for a while until he started to seriously miss his wife. <laughs> he sent a letter written in Danish, but she didn't speak the language, so she took it to a neighbor to translate. The neighbor then went to the police with the information on the letter. Police then came up with a plan to catch Damon. An officer dressed as his wife would lure him into a trap. Then they'd slap the cuffs on him and drag him back to America, where he would face the trial for homicide. Nolte's murder marked several firsts in New Albany. This was the first homicide in town history, and Damon's conviction and subsequent hanging was also the first in New Albany. The town's first sheriff was responsible for the arrest, first judge presided, and because of all the storytelling surrounding the trial, the town's first newspaper began. So this ghost is totally tied up with all the history in this place, not just the candy shop. When it comes, after his murder, Nolte's Bakery became a dry goods store, a shiploading store, a repair shop for boats, a tattoo shop, and other businesses. But when it became a candy shop, it was the first time the space sold food again since Nolte's death, which seemed to bring him back to life, so to speak. Carper said she believes the murder took place in the back room of the business, unfinished with dirt floors and old exposed bricks. I think just bringing in candy and making food, because I make a lot of candies in the back and stuff, he feels. Carper said when describing when he likes it, he wants to be part of it. Nolte's spirit has not done anything considered harmful or dangerous to Carper or her daughter. In fact, she described a situation where her shop was sitting, was starting to flood 
and the, she was alerted to the damage quickly by a little push. She felt like it was Frederick telling her to be aware before things got worse. He's not mischievous, Carper said with a laugh. I just can't get him to clean the floors, that's all. <laughs> so there you go. I hope you get lots and lots of candy. I hope you get lots and lots of ghostly haunted candy, actually. I think that'd be great. And I hope you have a safe and happy Halloween, guys. 31 Days of Halloween rages on. Candy or not, here I come. See you tomorrow. Attention all Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio listeners. The Odd to New Finland Paranormal Podcast brings you the best in East Coast esoterica on the first of every month. Together, we can keep it growing by sharing the show on social media, subscribing to the show wherever you may be listening to it from, and by leaving feedback about your favorite episodes. John certainly needs a friend like you to help make his dreams come true. Minus the alien abduction dreams. That is not cool at all. The Odd to New Finland Paranormal Podcast. Always available. Always free. Always odd.